Well, I'm going to share now on building on from catching God's heart for those who don't know him to pray for those who don't know him. And I just want to just uh, put one or two foundations from last week in, in place. It says, for God so loved the world. Not uh, worldly things in a sense, uh, uh, but the world, meaning every person in this world is loved by God. Did you know that the person uh, that doesn't know him is just as loved by God as you? And we've experienced God's love. It was uh, Carrie talking about the re experiencing his refreshing experiences, his, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We've experienced that love. Uh, they haven't experienced that love. But God wants them. He's so loved. It doesn't just say God loves the world. It says for God so loved the world. It uh, really emphasizes that, that he gave his only son, that whomsoever believes in him, we're talking John 3.16, Jason, if you've got the scriptures, uh, will not perish but have eternal life. He, and, and he didn't come. This is where it is the, the person of Jesus was so uh, mind-blowing to the religious people of the day. They were expecting him to come and tell everyone off. They were expecting him to condemn people for what they had done and so on. And yet the very opposite happened. Jesus was known as the friend of sinners. It says the sinners gathered around him. They felt comfortable in his presence. And yet Jesus was truly holy. He never sinned. He was the sinless Lamb of God. And so uh, people came around him because they sensed hope, because actually Jesus was going to pay for every single sin, everything that they did that fell short. He was going to pay fully for those things. And so when they got around Jesus, he didn't come to condemn them. He came to save them. He came to wash the slate clean, as it were. And let me tell you this, is that when when Jesus sent out his disciples, he began with the issue of authority. He said this, all authority, because I have paid for the, the sin of the world, I have died on that cross, I've been buried and I've been raised, all authority, I've conquered sin and death, all authority is given to me. In heaven, oh yeah, we can believe that, sure, yeah, all the angels and uh, the throne of God and so on, but he didn't stop there. He says, and on the earth. You know, when I go into nations, sometimes nations that are supposed to be hostile to uh, the gospel, I don't go to a nation that uh, is dominated by this or dominated by that. I go to a nation where Jesus has all authority. I go to bring as much of God's kingdom as I can into that nation and um and the, and and we need to have that understanding that we we are on the winning team you know once d-day took place uh most historians say there was no doubt what, what the outcome of the second world war was going to be it was clearly going to go uh the the way uh, of which the nazism was going to be defeated it was it was uh, but but they still had battles to fight. 
we know the outcome of this war. Thank God. Oh, Brentford did rubbish yesterday. <laughs> Nil-nil draw, another boring game. But, but uh, so we don't know the outcome of their season. <laughs> but I tell you what, I know the outcome of the kingdom of God. The outcome is we win, Jesus wins. Mm. Uh, there's a new heaven, a new earth, and everything, all the pain, all the tears, mm. it's all going to be taken away. And we're going to live, uh, the presence of God is going to saturate the place where we live. We're going to live in constant sense, awareness of his glory. Mm. Isn't that wonderful? So we know the outcome and we know. And the other issue is this. Uh, Jesus, 1 John 29, the Lamb of God, he was declared, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Mm. The sin issue has been paid for. That we are declaring the victory. You know, when it says evangelism, it's the evangelion. It's a de declaration of victory. It's like the town clerk in the Roman times would declare the victory of the Romans over such and such um, uh, tribal group or whatever. Well, when we are evangelizing, we, we're not, I don't believe we should be, uh, uh, we should be declaring you and all your falling short has now been paid for. The sin of the world has been paid for. And it's not, it's not receiving what God has done that God has no answer to. And so I just want to encourage everyone. What uh, You may look at someone. You may, maybe the early church looked at Paul persecuting mm. the church, yeah. driving the Christians out of their homes. He probably had their blood on his hands, mm. but they didn't give up. They carried on praying for him. The one who was the greatest enemy became the greatest ally, mm. the Apostle Paul. And I believe this is, uh, it says in Romans, where sin abounds, grace abounds more. Do you know there are uh, Al-Qaeda terrorists who have become believers? Uh, did you know that there are some pretty bad people? I remember hearing about the Alpha Course in one prison uh, where one of the gangsters um, was. And he went along and he gave it. He found Jesus. He found God's grace. He found God's forgiveness. And the Alpha Course had about 12 people on in that prison. The next week it had over a hundred and uh, this gangster basically told everyone they better be in the elf course or else. Now we don't share the gospel quite like that normally, but uh, God got hold of someone. And I'll tell you what, I, I, I haven't said this before, I went to a church in Sicily, you know, where the mafia are, and, uh, and I preached in the church and uh, I had lunch where we were the pastor, and he told me I, I used to be a godfather in the mafia. And my goodness, he was a spirit-filled, anointed preacher now. Listen, never write anyone off because of how bad they may have become. Because the blood of Jesus washes white as snow. However bad it gets, God loves to have trophies of his grace. Yeah. You know, the Apostle Paul said, um, uh, he, Jesus Christ died for sinner, of whom I was the chief. He considered himself one of the worst sinners around. And he said, but I found God's mercy. 
God does not want anyone to miss out on this offer of salvation. 2 Peter 3 9. He's not willing that any should perish, Jason. Uh, but all should come to repentance. All should, that sin has been paid for. And God doesn't want anyone. Listen, he wants us to capture that heart of Jesus. That's not his will. Some people say, oh, it's all the will of God that all these people don't receive Jesus. That, I don't accept that. We need to realize that everyone is precious to God. Everyone is made in his image, has a purpose, a destiny in God. Everyone, he wants everyone to hear the good news. He wants everyone to receive him as Lord and Savior. And, you know, we need to just capture that. You know, some of the people I've written off are some of the people that God has touched and yeah. saved. I love that. He will always amaze you with the people that open up to the gospel. And so how do we pray? How do we get heartfelt prayer? Um, and I want to just challenge you with Psalm 2 verse 8. If, and this, I think, is such a, a key verse. It's, it's a challenge to us Christians. Ask of me... And I will give you the nations as your heritage and the ends of the earth as your possession. If God doesn't say, you know, um, I want to I want to reach the world. I want to reach people and uh, I might just use you every now and again. No, he's looking for us to get hold of him. And I believe this is a word right now for the people around us to ask for the nations and and we have a heart for the nations i mean carrie's from the bottom half of the world i'm from the top uh, she had a lot to do in asia i've been into africa europe and europe and and and, and uh latin america and caribbean but listen god does not want you to be passive do you really want people to find jesus do you really believe jesus died for the sin of the world do you believe he doesn't want any to perish well it's time right now it's great to pray for the saints we love the saints uh i love going around and just anointing people praying for people and i can't wait to get back to your homes and start anointing you and shumba dumba. No, anyway, uh, it's been such a frustration just zooming and over the phone. I can't wait to connect more once again. But it's, uh, I will make the nations your inheritance. And you know, God, you know, everywhere we've gone, God's always given us a church full yeah. of the nations. Yeah. In, Ch in KT, it was 116 nations. In Chiswick, a smaller church, uh, 25 to 30. And here in Newbury. Yeah. Yay! I, I don't know what it is, 20, 25, uh, but we we honour and love. And I'll tell you what, I ask for the nations, and I know Carrie yes, loves the nations. I do. And, you know, you will receive what you ask for. What are you asking for? Well, I, I just hope God brings someone along. No, ask for people. Five people, start asking for them. You know, I remember a couple longing to have a child. They didn't just go, oh, Lord, if it be thy will, can we have a child? No, they did not. I, I, can, I can remember couples crying out to God. I remember praying. I remember going to one church in another country and the pastor and his wife trying for 14 years to have a child. And they went, it was emotional. It was so, But we prayed. And uh, I went back there. 
uh, four, 15 years later and they had a beautiful teenage girl yeah. and God gave them the desire of a heart. God answers prayer, but they didn't just passively. But God wants us to have spiritual children. That's right. As a church, That's he right. wants us to... To, to see people born again, born anew, have a come, have a brand new start. But are you asking? God is not going to give his precious newborn babies to people that don't really care. He wants you to capture that. Was there something you had um, on asking? Oh, yeah. keep going. Oh, I'll keep yeah. going. You okay. interrupt me another time. Okay. okay, and then praying. How do we pray for the lost? I believe one of the key things is this, is when we are burdened like Paul in Romans 9, 1 to 3. Can you imagine this? Where Paul was Jewish and he was the apostle to the Gentiles, but every town he went to, he would always try and reach his uh, kindreds, uh, his brothers, the Jewish people, brothers and sisters. He tried to reach them first. And that's where actually a lot of his uh, persecution came from uh, because they didn't, believe in Jesus was the, as the Messiah. And Paul said this, I'm not lying. My conscience bears witness in the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and an unceasing anguish of heart, for I, I wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, that's the Jewish people, my kinsmen to my flesh. Paul was desperate that the Jewish people of his day would find Yeshua, their Messiah. Listen, I just want to encourage you. We believe in the blessing of God. I mean, we did the blessing course. We, uh, you know, you will hear me talk about how good God is. And you can, someone said this, you can exaggerate many things, but you can never exaggerate how good God is because yeah. his goodness <laughs> and his love endures forever. But let me... We Paul did not just go, oh, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. He was, he said, I'm in anguish and sorrow, unceasing anguish in my heart for my brothers who don't know Jesus. And I would rather be excluded myself if they would find Christ. Listen, this is not a, a little polite, well, Lord, I hope someone gets saved. Ah, this Paul is longing and yearning so much so that he would forfeit his own blessing for his kindred ones to find Christ. That's the kind of prayer that God listens to. I remember being in the Republic of Benin and they called it the cradle of voodoo and just weeping and crying out for that nation and walking up and down, up and down, crying out where this bondage of voodoo and, and witchcraft was gripping the nation in fear. And, and I cried out along with many others that were sent to that nation. And then breakthrough began to come. We began to see miracles breaking out. We began to see uh, people finding Christ. We even began to see voodoo priests finding Christ. Uh, blind people beginning to see. Even the, 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 the ousted president got born again and became the president, Matthew Kerikou, and invited Christians into his nation. And blessing came where there was a curse. Listen, well, God wants you to get passionate about people who don't know Jesus. I remember the early Pentecostals, 
They longed for more life to find Jesus. Have we become complacent? Paul says, I'm in unceasing anguish. Now we want to enjoy God. I love just enjoying God, particularly around Newbury where the creation is so beautiful. It's a little bit harder when you're just surrounded by concrete, but uh, you know, surrounded by creation. I love, I enjoy the presence of God. I enjoy the beauty of creation, particularly in springtime. Oh, it's just lovely. But let me tell you, God wants us to have that burden for souls. John Knox, he had a burden for Scotland. He said, give me Scotland or I die. And God gave him great influence in Scotland. You know, many people, when they see a blessing on a ministry or on a church, they try and copy it and think they will get that same blessing. Well, number one, God doesn't have copies. He only has originals. I remember a friend of mine going to a country and someone on the beach dangled a watch and said, Rolex watch, genuine copy, sir. God doesn't have copies. He only has originals. And number two, you don't see... The anguish, the prayer, the passion for for people to find Jesus, uh, you just see the structure or the methodology, but the methodology is not really the core of it. The core of it is a cry for people to find Christ. And that's what we need right now. We love Jesus. We love life. But there's a heart hunger. There's a there's a cry from heaven. I believe there's a cry from 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 Jesus. Who is going to pray for people to know me? And that's where Paul was. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. The uh, I just this as you were sharing this morning, I felt that sense of compassion. I remember so many times I would gather with my street teams before we went out to minister prophetic healing and, and bring words of life and share the gospel. And many times we've come in so dry mm. and then we get in the presence of God and start worshipping and we connect with God and compassion would come upon us, such a deep compassion mm. in the presence of God, in worship, that we just were like, we'd, there'd be times we'd be crying, we'd be laughing, we'd be just full of God and you couldn't stop us running out the door um, to actually go wow. and share and it was a transformation sometimes would be distinctly mm. amazing because people come in so tired and yeah and you know that hearts cry I've seen the hearts cry of um, people over the years like two mm. the mothers I've known who have as said they've been crying out for their children and sure yeah. enough do you remember one young lady she moved across the road from us and yeah. they've been praying for years this girl was so away from God yeah and um, and it's like that divine mother's heart, that compassion that a mother feels. It's mm. like you can get that for others. But this mother was praying, and we won't answer to her prayers because we began to pray for this girl as well. Yeah. And it's like we said, God, we want our spiritual children. Amen. And sure enough, she started coming along yeah. and coming along, and eventually um, she came to know Jesus. And now she's just been a total firework wherever she yeah. goes, sharing the love of God. But it's that, that compassion coming on us, isn't it? And, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I just want to say, God engages you in the harvest. Mm. Um, he talks, you know, I, I just want to just highlight a, the role of Abraham. It says in James 2.23, Abraham is called a friend of God. And let me tell you this, you're, you can be a friend of God too. If you bring him into your life and if you bring him into your day-by-day 
uh, walk, he will share his secrets with you. And I remember that girl, uh, and uh, she was an alternative type, you know, all kind of, uh, you know, alternative, like a lot of people were back in Chiswick. And, and I remember seeing her near our church, and I felt the Holy Spirit say, she's one of mine, she's going to get saved. And God revealed that he's, he, he, what he was going to do. And then we prayed, and she had a praying mother, and that girl has become a real firebred evangelist. Yes. And, but the thing is, is God engages you yeah. with his plan. Yeah. You see, uh, God said before God judged uh, Sodom, as it were, in Genesis 18, 17, he said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? Seeing Abraham should become a great and mighty nation. God was not going to do anything till he talked to one of his friends. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So he talked to us about what he was going to do in this girl's life. Yeah. And he talked to you about people around you. He has show you people uh, that, that he's working on. I remember we have another friend and they get locked in a, they worked in a restaurant. They got locked in a restaurant. And um, so they were there all night. I guess no knew they were there. And... Uh, and and the other and this girl said to this other girl said oh one of my great grandparents is called was was a famous preacher she started our friend started sharing a testimony his name was Charles Spurgeon and it's like uh, I don't suppose you've heard of him well he was like the most famous preacher in the eighteen hundreds <laughs> and then she this girl got the gospel but God came to Abraham and said look um there's a problem with this town and Abraham managed to talk to God and stand and intercede for this town and, and got from 50, if there's 10 righteous people, um, will you just relent? In other words, he wanted the best for that town. He wanted that town to be saved. And as it was, Lot and his uh, family got saved out of that town. And so God is looking for people. He is looking for men on the men and women on this earth. If my people humble themselves, it, it says in Ezekiel twenty-two thirty, I sought for a man among them who would build a wall and stand in the breach before the before me for the land. And God wants people. You, you. you sometimes we think, well, I'm not praying hide. I can't turn the course of a whole nation. God will tell you to pray for someone. It could be your neighbour. And you just feel like a leading to pray for that person. Stay with it. Maybe it's a work colleague. It could be someone you least expect. Uh, we had a girl who was uh, uh, pursued by a warlock in her office. And yet God used her to touch that warlock's life because actually she had a hunger but was going to the wrong source. And she sensed the peace of God when she got around this Christian girl. And so God can use that. Listen, ask the Lord, who are the five people I'm meant to be praying for? Where, what are you doing in their life? How can I be involved? You know, the great thing is this. I'm not Lord of the Harvest. We're not Lord of the Harvest. There's a Lord of the Harvest. And the Holy Spirit is working all over the place in people that you might be surprised. We you know, had a very positive meeting with the council this week, with the other leaders, church leaders in the town. And we're looking at ways in which we can be a blessing to the council. Mm -hmm. And so um, I bring this into land. We need to, how do we pray? One of the ways I pray, it talks about 
you know, Paul, when Aeneas prayed for him, it's like scales fell from his eyes. It, uh, Paul's calling in Acts 26, 18, to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, from Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3, 4, verse 3, said our gospel is veiled to those who are perishing. Uh, uh, the God, little g, of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ. Mm -hmm. I often pray, Lord, just break that blindness. Mm -hmm. So often, so many Christians, and I, I know the Blues Brothers make a bit fun, suddenly they see the light. <laughs> Let me tell you, but that is the testimony yeah. I've heard. They, they said, I knew these things. I knew Jesus died on the cross. I knew that he paid for sin. But suddenly, yeah. it became real to me. Totally. And so they're sharing the good news. But mm -hmm. I pray, Father, let the blindness be lifted. Because it's not an intellectual thing. You don't become a Christian by thinking nicely. You become a Christian when you come into that revelation in your spirit. The things of God are spiritually discerned. Where you go and like doing an Alpha course, you suddenly realize, it, this is real. I know. And you ask people, how do you know? I just know. Because they've had a revelation. They've had a revelation. And so I just want to encourage you, just pray that the Spirit of God will open their eyes. There's physical blindness, but there's spiritual blindness. Mm -hmm. And then Matthew 9, it says, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest. Matthew 9, 37, 38. The harvest is plentiful, the labors are few. Pray earnestly. That's what we need to do as a church. I don't want to go back and just have normal church, whatever that was. We never were that normal anyway. But I want to go back earnestly praying to the Lord of the harvest because the fields are ripe to harvest. There's, I don't think there's ever been a time where there's so much mental health issues. There's going to be economic issues. There's going to be uh, difficult times uh, in, 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 in our community. But difficult times are the times out of crisis so often is a time of revival. And so pray earnestly. Mm. It's not enough to go, oh, thank you for getting me through this pandemic. Thank you, Lord. And we thank God, not one person in KCC have we lost. Thank God for that to this terrible, terrible pandemic. But Jesus wants us to pray earnestly now. Yeah. And you may be bashed up. You may feel like I'm hobbling out of this pandemic. But you still have the best news in town. You have the best news that the world has ever heard. That God became a man. That God uh, took all of the sin of the world. Paid for it. Paid in full, as they say. He's, he's broken the power of death. And now whomsoever will believe in me will not perish. That's never been God's purpose. He wants everyone to receive this amazing message. Whomsoever believes in me will not perish but have everlasting life. And maybe this morning you don't know him, but he knows you. Mm -hmm.
maybe this morning you say, well, I, I, I'd love to be a Christian, but you, you don't know what a mess I've made. Well, God wipes it all clean. His blood washes white as snow. Makes you justified just as if it had never happened. He give you his gift of salvation, his gift of eternal life, his gift of righteousness, that you can walk before a holy God, clean and pure, and enjoy his presence and be his child. Let's pray, shall we? Father, I just thank you that, Lord, you, for, you so loved our world. You so loved each person in this town is loved by God. Each person in this region is loved by God. Each person is, you know, every hair on our head. You know every moment, you know every breath. And I pray today for any who have never received you truly into their lives and know your forgiveness and received you as Lord and Saviour, that you will open their inner eyes, that this will become a reality in Jesus' name. And I just pray for everyone listening that you will pour out your spirit, Father, that you will give us a burden for those who don't know you. Lord, you want to, Lord, you want the multitudes. You've come for every tribe, tongue and nation. You've come, Lord, to, to give us life, life in its fullness. And Lord, I pray you will put touch our heart with what's on your heart. Lord, give us new life. May many souls find Jesus at this time. Touch our hearts. May we be earnestly seek the Lord of the harvest during these days. In Jesus' name. I just see somebody need healing of your shins. Um, I just pray something connected with somebody's shins, whether to do with um, exercise running, you hurt them. Also saw something to do with joints and bones today. And so I just pray the healing right now in the name of Jesus. And I saw um, it's like a, a, a woman there, you're preparing a room and you're putting stickers on the wall. And I felt that it's like a preparation um, for new life coming to you. And so I just speak that new life in Jesus' name. And I also felt that was a spiritual thing and it's uh, the preparation time. And so may you be prepared and ready for the new life that is coming in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I know the kids are due to have their yep. Zoom soon. Yep. So uh, we're just going <laughs> to declare God's blessing, declare it to one another yep. um, for number six. And it's coming up on your screen. Mm. Uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And, and give, give you peace. God May, bless you. God bless you. Have May you know his peace this week. Yes. Amen. Amen.